God morning. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. It's a daily podcast and I'm your host, Pamela Staten. I'm dedicating today's podcast to Waleed. I haven't dedicated it to him in a minute, but I tell you, he hires me to do workshops in Los Angeles and I love him for it. So thank you, Waleed. And I just love meeting the groups of people that you bring together. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. Not today or any other day. So good morning, get up, open your mind, open your heart, dedicate your day to God, meditate, optimize your resources, remove all negative thoughts, never underestimate your potential, inspire someone, never lose faith, and go out with joy and confidence. And so I say good morning. Great. Okay, now, In Touch Magazine. It says that too many of us think that being saved is our own responsibility. But it is really the work of God. He causes us to be born again. Our part is to respond to the gospel message in faith when his spirit opens our heart to understand. The path to redemption begins with the realization that it's impossible to make ourselves righteous because we cannot correct our sinful nature. To find favor with the Lord listeners, we must trust in the sacrifice our Savior made on our behalf his crucifixion. The reason for this season was a demonstration of God's hatred for sin and his immense love for mankind. Jesus, the blameless one, bore the penalty for sin so that corrupt people like us could be made righteous through faith in him. Your good works and righteous acts can never earn God's forgiveness and favor. The only way that you can be forgiven of your sins is through Jesus Christ and his sacrificial substitutionary atoning death at Calvary. Amen. No matter what you've done, You can be declared righteous if you will turn from your sins 
and trust Jesus as your Savior and Lord. So remember, the only way that you can be forgiven of your sins is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Point. Well taken. Some people say it's um, become increasingly righteous to tell others the good news of salvation. But the Apostle Paul said his goal was to know Christ intimately. And that should be our primary pursuit as well. That is our great desire and righteous living and passion for the gospel will follow. Intimacy grows as we immerse ourselves in God's word. Through our reading, through our study, through our meditation on scripture, the Lord reveals himself to us. But intimacy isn't merely an exercise of the mind. It includes the engagement of our emotions as we love, as we serve, and as we worship him. The more we get to know the Lord through his word, the deeper our love and devotion to him will become. Another vital aspect of intimacy with God is an increased desire to obey him. Raising my hand, raising my hand. As we attune our hearts and minds to care about the things that matter to God, we'll delight to do what he says. Don't settle for a superficial connection with the Lord. Don't do it. Salvation isn't just the door to heaven. It's the pathway to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Savior until we have the most satisfying of all possible relationships. Intimacy with God is everything. When your treasure is in heaven, what is there to do on earth? Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, we are to grow as we go. So stay right there. We'll be back. We've got more info to share. Be right back. I'm loving this. It says that how-to guides are all the rage. And that's no surprise that Western culture places high value on the idea of mastering life. But unlike changing a flat tire or roasting your first turkey, authentic biblical discipleship isn't about technique or skill. And though there are common tools all believers share, spiritual disciplines handed down through the ages 
the pursuit of becoming like Jesus is not a one-size-fits-all predictable process. Listeners, you know our lives take different turns with unique challenges along the way. And God reaches each of us in a manner that speaks to our experiences. Yet there's one element that we all do share, and that is the need for other Christians. We can hear thousands of sermons. We can attend years worth of Bible studies, prayer meetings, spend countless minutes in quiet time. But it is the life together in the body of Christ that gives discipleship its power. Let's do life together, listeners. Along with other believers is the way to go. Those are the steps that we are to make part of our daily and weekly schedule. Doing life together. I love it. Amen. And now from trusting God day by day. Takes us back to our never ending theme. Forgiveness is yours to receive and to give. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says. Be gentle and forbearing with one another. And if one has a difference, a grievance or complaint against another, readily pardoning each other, even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. From Genesis to Revelation, we read of God's forgiveness toward us and our need to forgive others. It's one of the main themes of the Bible. We're very eager to receive forgiveness, but we often find it extremely difficult to offer others the forgiveness that we have freely received from God. We may want to forgive. We may try to forgive. We may pray to be able to forgive, and yet we remain bitter, resentful, and filled with angry and unforgiving thoughts. If we want to forgive, stop making it so difficult. The truth is forgiveness hurts. Everyone understands that. It's painful. Fortunately, you can learn how to manage your emotions rather than allowing them to manage you. What can you expect from your emotions once you begin to operate in forgiveness towards yourself or others? Here's what you can expect. God, to be ready and willing to forgive you always. And then you're going to be equally ready and willing to forgive, to receive his forgiveness. Our emotions can get in the way 
and we may not feel worthy of receiving such a wonderful and undeserved gift from God. You may feel that you need to somehow pay for what you've done wrong. You may feel that you must sacrifice in some way in order to pay for your sins. Listeners, if you do feel that way, it's normal. But I also must say that it is not God's will for you. Most of us have persecuted ourselves for years trying to pay a debt that Jesus already paid. And over time, we come not to just understand but to receive the truth that Jesus did indeed pay the price and took on himself the ultimate hurt so that we would not have to. This is what Lent is all about. Jesus sacrificing his life for our sins. We can't pay a debt that's already been paid. The only thing we can do is to receive or reject it. And when we do learn to freely receive God's forgiveness, then it is going to be easier to let that flow through us to others. In summation, yeah, forgiveness hurts. But Jesus took that hurt so that we could learn to forgive through him. The hardest thing that you will ever be challenged to do is to forgive. And no matter how much it hurts, you got to trust God and you got to forgive. And his freedom And his joy is 100% on the other side. Amen. Free yourself like a gazelle. Stay right there. We'll be right back. You're free. Let's talk about God's gifts. It's a prayer. Also sent from my mom a while ago. It says, I asked God to give me happiness. And God said, no. He said that he gives me blessings. And happiness is up to me. I asked God to take away my pride. And God said, no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to spare me pain. And God said, no. He said, suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to me. I asked God to grant me patience. 
and God said no. He said, patience is a byproduct of tribulations. It isn't granted, it is earned. I asked God to make my spirit grow. And God said, no. He said, I must grow on my own, but he would prune me to make me fruitful. I asked God for all things that I might enjoy life. And God said, no. He said, I gave you life that you may enjoy all things. I asked God to help me to love others as much as he loves me. And God said, ah, finally, you have the idea. Amen. Now, from he whispers your name, let's hear what else God said. <laughs> Love it. Worship is the greatest evidence of your faith. If you fully trust in my sovereignty, Even though I could listen to God speak all day long, couldn't you? Here we go. He says, I want you to connect with me in worship and prayer. You immediately enter my presence. In true worship, you are entering into the spiritual world, declaring your faith in my sovereignty. I want you to sense my nearness. But when you don't, I want you to simply be assured that I am with you. I want you to have a deeply personal experience of my presence, my love, and power. Too often you go through the motions of worship, but don't try to engage with me. I need you to spend time in my presence, attentive, quietly listening for my voice in my word. Genuine praise is going to come from a heart that is completely surrendered and willing to embrace my will. I want you to trust me and worship me through making a melody with your heart. When you are filled with my spirit, praise will naturally flow out. If your heart is not filled with praise, then draw near to me. Allow me to take control of all that is burdening you. Let go of what is drowning you in despair and grab hold of the promises I've made you. Call out to me. Ask me to show you my glory and I will. Amen. 
John chapter 4 verse 23 says, The time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Amen. And the Oloris prayer, dear God. Listeners, pray with me. Gaze up to heaven. Clasp your hands together. Pray with me. Dear God, thank you that you are a loving, gracious God. Thank you that you have offered us forgiveness and the gift of a new life with you. Thank you that your love is perfect. It never fails and that nothing can separate us from your love. We pray that our lives will be filled with the overflowing power of your love so that we can make a difference in this world and bring honor to you. We ask for your help in reminding us that the most important things are not what we do outwardly. It is not based on any talent or gift, but the most significant thing that we can do in this life is simply to love you and choose to love others. Lord, thank you that your love is patient. Help us show patience with those around us. Lord, we thank you that your love is kind. Help us to extend kindness to others. Lord, thank you that your love does not take into account a wrong suffered. Lord, help us not to hold grudges, but choose to forgive when it is difficult. Lord, please help us to love as you love. Fill us with your spirit so that we can choose what is best. We are weak, Lord. Oh, yeah. But we know even as we are weak, you are strong within us. So thank you that it is not all up to us. Thank you that you equip us to face each day with the power of your love, your forgiveness, and your grace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listeners, I am so proud of you. You are listening to this podcast daily. We are growing together as believers. We have an intimate relationship with God. He looks forward to hearing from us and we look forward to hearing from him. We're asking him a lot more questions these days. We're depending on him fully. We have surrendered. We have turned over our lives to Christ. I want to say raise your hand 
If you have turned over your life to Christ, do it, do it, do it. God wants us to have an abundant, joyful life. Listeners, I'm living an abundant, joyous life. Come join me. Bye for now.